Hey friends, I'm Julie Holmquist and you are listening to Kairos Moments Podcast. God's been speaking to you for a while and you know you are called to something. It's time to stop playing it safe with your faith, time to lean into your calling, and time to bring those God-given dreams to life. It's time. Let's do this together. You are going to want to grab your journal, grab a pen, and get ready to take some notes because today I have on the podcast my friend Melissa Dyer, and we talk about that season where God gives us a dream, but yet we're not walking in it. We're not experiencing it yet. In this episode, we talk about the right seasons for our dreams, the Cairo seasons, and we discuss how to hold the tension in that season. We discover what's happening behind the scenes when we're waiting for God's timing. And Melissa gives some practical things to do during that time between when God gives you a dream and the open door. Melissa and I talk about lots of things to do with a dream that we're not yet walking in. She likens it to a rubber band being stretched so much that you feel like you'll snap. But we talk about the reason behind it. And it is a good season to actually be in, even when it doesn't feel good. I also wanted to let you know that I have created a workbook and it's called Defined. It talks about our identity in Christ because I firmly believe that we need to get our identity in Christ deeply rooted because I consider it kind of like guardrails on either side as we're running our race. On one side, we can fall into pride right? Like it's, it's all about me. It's all about what I've accomplished. Look at what I've done. Knowing who we are in Christ puts everything in the proper perspective. And then on the other side is the cliff of shame. We're not going to fall into shame. If we don't live up to our expectations, other people's expectations of us. Um, Let's say we attempt something and it doesn't go as planned. Our identity in Christ won't be shaken. It's firm, it's fixed, it's deeply rooted in the truth of scripture and in who he says we are. I also want to prepare you because when you start to walk in your calling and you begin to boldly bring those God-given dreams to life, the enemy is right there to attack you. He wants to bring up your past. He wants to tell you that you're not qualified. He wants to make you question if God could even use you. And so when our identity is firmly rooted in Christ, those things don't have nearly the effect that they would otherwise. You can access that workbook at stuffofheaven.com slash shop. I'd also like to give you a free gift. And what I did was I compiled, I think it's seven questions. And it's a way to gauge if this dream that you feel like God's given you is in fact a dream from God. And we all want to know that we're walking in the dream that God has for us, right? So go to stuffofheaven.com. You can put your name and your email address in there. You'll get the freebie. And you'll also be kept up to date when I have the other two workbooks that are part of that series when they release. The other two are known, our intimacy with God, that abiding, intimate relationship with him, and then called, making an impact for the kingdom. Let's dive into the conversation I have with Melissa. All right, Melissa, thank you so much for coming on Kairos Moments. Thank you for having me. 
Today, we're going to be talking about dormant dreams. So tell us what a dormant dream is and have you had one? Well, I guess a dormant dream, what is a dormant dream for me? Hopefully, I don't have to be the end-all be-all authority on <laughs> what that means. But I, you know, in the in the words dormant dream, it's a dream that's sleeping, you know, it's not mm-hmm. awake. It's not something you're experiencing right now. But I do think the discussion and um, the understanding about God and God operating outside of chronological time and an intersection of a Kairos moment, which is really those God moments, I think really relate to dormant dreams because God deposits all this stuff in our heart, you know, in order for us to handle it, he has to spread that out over chronological time for us, right? that does relate to dormant dreams because all kinds of dreams get deposited in our heart at one time, but they can't all be awake at the same time. Mm, That's good. Yeah. We can't, we can't live them all out. What I'm experiencing in my own life is that there's a season for that dream, but I need to get to that point in time Mm -hmm. in order to allow that dream to take shape you know, to live that dream out. So for me, that's really what a dormant dream is. That's good. We want to do all the things all the time. Yes. And so that's perfect. What you said that God deposits those things in our hearts, but we can't do them all at once. So that's really good. So what do you do with the dormant dream then? You know, how do you, how do you hold the, the tension of this is what I feel like God's called me to do but it's not happening yet. So today, the day we're recording this podcast, my daughter, so she's my youngest, is graduating from high school. And I vividly recall sitting when she wasn't even born yet in a car waiting for clients. I have been in real estate for decades and I was waiting to meet some clients and I was listening to Moody Radio in the message said, you do not belong in ministry until your family is right. Now, at that point in time, I had a newborn at home, my son. I didn't even have my daughter. My husband came to faith six or seven years later. Both my kids were dedicated at church um, they've both been made their own profession of faith. They've both been baptized. I've been through several different iterations of ministry training and leadership and experiences. If I didn't understand that message for me, what was appropriate for my family in my context, if I didn't open my heart to receive that is true for me and wise for me, then I probably would have taken a lot of missteps along the way. So Mm -hmm. it it doesn't mean that I didn't engage in any kind of ministry at any moment. I was very closely tethered to my family for the Mm -hmm. last 20 years in order to prepare myself and make sure that I didn't step into something that later on in life, I would really regret that my family wasn't ready for me to do maybe some of the things in my heart. Mm, I love that because I constantly am evaluating 
you know, what in this season that I'm in, am I sacrificing my family for the sake of a ministry? And I never want to get to that point because God is going to hold me accountable for how I raised my kids, not how awesome I was at speaking, right? Or how many books I wrote. So what do you think is happening behind the scenes with a dormant dream? Oh, goodness. Two things, growth and pain. They always hold, you know, hold hands. Hope deferred does make the heart sick, Yeah, you know? And we despise the day of small beginnings. <laughs> there, there is a verse for every, every sort of pain that um, an unfulfilled dream does in our heart. But at the same time, it also, for me, pushes me into, I can't do it all. I can't do everything. I can't do it all the way, but I can definitely do something. So mm-hmm. it's the equipping, the preparation, the experiences that you you couldn't possibly cook up for yourself that God has for you. So it's the preparation for the work that he has to do. And I know, you, so you talked about being an Enneagram seven and, and I am too. So every time we have a dream about anything, we feel like we're going to explode immediately. Yes. <laughs> and especially a ministry call, you don't want to be explosive, right? Like you want to be, that has sat in the crock pot Mm, and it is mm -hmm. so settled and it is so simmered down that you can get out of the way so that God can do the work through you um, because he's already done the work in you to do it. When we first get the dream, it's so on the (laughs) surface, uh, you know, go for a run, (laughs) go for a run, (laughs) journal, take, you know, go to a conference or whatever you need to do. Just don't take it out on another human. It's so amazing how, when God puts those dreams in our hearts, we get so excited. We want to just run with them, but I think it's hard to sit back and just wait. Right. And I think about Abraham. Yeah. I think about Abraham and Sarah. Yeah. Well, Abraham, Sarah, Joseph. And I think that's a word. Like if, if you get that dream and then you're telling everybody about it and they're like, uh, I don't really like you anymore because of what you just said, you know, his, his spouting off of his dream got him into a little bit of a, a trouble, but you know, right. God does work all things together for the good. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I look now and I open journals and it looks like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, ideation is like one of my strengths. Oh, okay. So yeah. They don't, don't give me any kind of a proposal because if you want 45 jillion scenarios of how that could play out, I'm, mm. I don't, you don't even have to really prod me at all for the ideas to come. So I do, I have journals. It looks like a, a, just a crazy person um, that can't, cannot get it in. But the thing is I did small things, you know, like I did ministry in my house. I did it when it was, it's seasons that it worked for my family um, I did short tenures of, um, staffing positions. I trained myself, did all of those things, but I did it. Um, what was appropriate, what I could do in the season, in the time. And it was just enough to feed the dream without overwhelming my life in a way that, you know, God will put us where we need to be in the time and the place when he's ready for us. And 
you, you really want to have, uh, allow yourself to, um, go through his growing process, because then when you step into that, you feel it different. You know, you, you have, um, a settledness and, um, just a, a sense of that he's holding you. You're, you're, I don't want to say ready, but, um, you do want to feel like this is, this is right. It feels right. So from the time you received, like God put that dream in your heart to the time that you're actually walking in it, has that dream changed? Always. Always. You can, you, you want it to be right now all the time. So every context you're in, you're trying to, you get excited. Is it now? Is it now? Is it going to be this big climactic thing? And and sometimes it is a climactic thing, but still, even when it's really climactic, it, you're still going to get there in a process of steps, <laughs> small steps. Mm. You know, you mm-hmm. might get a big announcement, but the the pathway to reaching that point still will require you to go through a lot of steps. So I do think every place I was, you know, so the downside of having a dream is the battle with discouragement, disappointment, um, just learning how to um, process those things, those disappointments, so that you can say, you know, I know that God is guiding me always and directing me where he wants me. And this just wasn't the place. But what did I learn from being here? Mm. You learn a lot by watching others. Right. What are some practical steps that you could give my audience? Some speak to the woman who has a dream, but she, it's not time. It's not her season. What are just a few practical things that she can do to feed that dream, to keep it alive and not to throw it away? Well, I'm a big proponent of educating yourself. We live in a generation where you can pretty much educate yourself to a very high level for free. Mm-hmm. There is no shortage of good, amazing content out there. So I definitely would say lean into that and say, what does that mean? And what would that entail? You know, do I need to get licenses? Do I, would I need to, how would I open a business? Whatever your dream would entail, go ahead and learn about what those steps are. And then also put yourself in a position where you can engage with that. So whatever that space is, you know, it is that, is there something similar and you can go and serve That's there good. Yeah. Or, or you can work at a low level and start to get kind of like on the job training, what, you know, it depends what someone's dream is, but it doesn't really matter what your dream is. It is going to collide with reality and part of going through um, experiencing what that dream would be like in a realistic setting, it helps to uh, remove the fairy tale aspect of it mm-hmm. because everything and everything requires hard work. Yes. I mean, that just, that prepares your heart, you know, to be like, is this really, or am I just really enamored with something? You know, it, it is the thing you can't lay down. It is the thing you never lose an unction to do. It is the thing that it doesn't matter how many times you go away from it, it continues to chase you down and bring, and you get brought back to it. 
that's the thing that's actually the work that I think is that dream deposit. But you, mm. you, you got to let reality hit it a lot to still say yes. That's what it is, you know. Yeah. When it collide with people, there's a whole lot of reality there. <laughs> when a dream's in your heart and your mind, there's no, there's no problems. Right. Right. That's a good word because so often we can just keep it in our minds and in our hearts and everything's perfect, right? Everything is executed perfectly. But then when we collide with reality, we come up against personalities that don't rub us the right way, or they don't want to do it that way or whatever it, you know, there's people involved. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that is a really good word. Um, what are some of the pitfalls that we, that you've seen while you've been waiting for your dream to be fulfilled? For me personally, it really is the emotional battle of waiting in the delay. I mean, that's probably, I'm not just an Enneagram seven. I'm on a disc. I'm like really high D like very Mm. driven person. So I don't like to wait. I'm not a good waiter. Um, even though I've been made to wait a long time for several different things, you know, I call it, I'm in the stretch zone where I can feel it just, I'm like, I'm getting stretched and it's like thinner and thinner and the rubber band. I'm like, God, you know, you, you only have so much and <laughs> we're going to have a problem here. Then I'm going to snap. I, you, must trust, <laughs> you must trust me more than I trust me because I'm, I've about had it, but, um, but his keeping power is something very real. Mm-hmm. So uh, he can keep us in those places where we feel like we can't take it, you know, any longer. So I think that that, for me, my experience has been that emotional kind of disappointment roller coaster, mm-hmm. delay, waiting, um, but it makes you emotionally more ready to be available to whatever it is. Well, I'm also wondering if there's a detachment that happens during that season, because if we are too attached to our dreams, And if they don't go exactly like we thought they would, then we're like thrown into the pit of despair. You know, I have, I've had that experience. We, we moved to Colorado Springs with a dream on our heart of ministry and business, and that didn't materialize. And so then when my husband was let go from his job in Colorado Springs, and we had to find a job outside of the city, it was devastating. Mm. Now I went through a really dark season, but I think when we're in that waiting part, that season, I think God does a work in us that we are not so attached to the dream as much as we become more attached to him. I love that. I think that is too. When our hope anchor gets, you know, gets let down in the wrong location, you Mm. know, we can have a desire for that dream to come to pass but he is our hope. So if we start to put our hope in a dream being fulfilled, then that's, that's not good for us. And that's not what he wants for us. So yeah, he loves Yeah, I found myself chasing that dream more than I was chasing him. Yeah. And so it was devastating, but I've learned my lesson. (laughs) Hopefully anyway, I think we all really have to learn those lessons in, in many, many respects. What are some encouraging words that you could give someone 
who's had a disappointment in their dream? How do they pick themselves back up and cultivate their hearts in a way that they're able to receive a new dream? Mm. I heard it once said that a disappointment is really an appointment that we thought we had, but really we never did. Mm. So it was an appointment that we were expecting, but actually we were, we were the only, only entity in the equation Mm -hmm. that was had an expectation in that direction. So a couple things are um, probably you're really hurt and everyone around you has like no idea that you feel Mm. that way. Mm. You know what I mean? That would be one. Um, Just say it's okay because that just wasn't my appointment, but I do have an appointment. And if that wasn't my appointment, what God do you have for me? And what do you want me to be doing in this season? So I would never process it as rejection. I wouldn't personalize it. You know, these are the kinds of things you have to... um, you really do have to learn through and overcome because mm-hmm. in order to get any uh, anything that's going to really connect with your heart's desire in the shape of a dream, you're going to weather a lot of that kind of stuff. So it helps right. you to say, all right, it's, it's not, it's not because it's me. It's just that that wasn't the right fit and that's not where God wants me, but he does have a place for me. And now I know like it's not behind that door. Right. That's good. Elimination is a big part of process, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially anything that requires you to be kind of entrepreneurial, you know, that isn't you're starting something or you have a vision for something that isn't already been articulated. Like you're going to have to learn to go through the door shutting because that kind of shapes, you know, that helps to shape things. And then always just say, what can I learn? Like, what, what did I learn from that experience? If that, if that wasn't for me, what did I like about it? What did I not like about it? What would I have done different if that was something that I was really interested in and just start like working on it. I mean, there's so much personal growth that has to take place in Mm. order for you to um, be readied when it's God's time to bring something to pass, because um, it's not guaranteed that it's going to happen. If you sit there, I'm just saying like the choices are this, either you can go through those processes or you can sit there and do nothing. But it's right. like people say, like, if you have a dream, a desire to, you know, get married, you do actually have to leave your house and go be right. social with people, right? Like, yeah. you to take some steps. And unfortunately, I think people take steps. It doesn't work out soon or easily. They get, you know, but you're going to, you need some emotional resiliency and just say, that's fine. And I'm, you know, I'm not in a season of really super delayed dream right now. So it sounds easy for me to say, Mm -hmm. but that's because on hard days, I already did it. Like, right. I already had my pity party Mm -hmm. and you can say anything you want to God and he allows it. So you can tell him what you think about all of that business. (laughs) And then you can say, um, but I'm, and you can give it some space and then you can say, okay, I'm going to get back out there and continue to explore what this means for me. And then, and trust, trust his process of bringing it to pass. But 
I'm, I am going to engage with him. Mm, That's good. When you were talking about the process of trial and error, there's a scripture in Colossians that says, let the peace of Christ rule and reign in your hearts. And when I looked up the word rule, there's one or one definition that says to act as an umpire. Mm -hmm. And I've been saying this lately. I know they didn't have baseball in the Bible. I know that, but what does an umpire do? An umpire calls the ball after the batter gets up to swing. So sometimes I think God gives us a dream and he wants us to step up to home plate and take a swing and not be devastated. If we realize that wasn't exactly right. I didn't hit a home run, but just the piece will be there if it's a good fit or if it's not. And so I've, I've, just always kept that in the back of my mind. Sometimes God wants me to trust him, step up to home plate and take a swing and know that the peace will guide me. But if you always have a learning, a heart to learn, it's all part of that process to where, when your dream does come to fruition. I had a previous guest, uh, Jan Greenwood. She talked about not rushing that process because if you do, you're If your character is not completely formed or if it's not strong enough, when the timing comes for that dream to come to fruition, you might be crushed under the weight of it. And so there's always that process of character formation. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about what's going on with your dreams today. I know you have a book, right? I do. Um, Last year, I released my first book and actually... um, in June of this year, I'm releasing my second, second kind of third. I have two versions of some of the same content getting mm-hmm. released and um, some other things doing that and um, starting to do some speaking, which I did professionally like two decades ago mm-hmm. and really laid it aside for a long time. And it, it's not something that they say either you write and then you speak or you speak and then you write, you know, as you're strong. So I wouldn't say that speaking is my, like some people be like, I'm so excited. I'm speaking. And I'm like, wow, that's going to be a lot of work. That's what I'm, (laughs) I'm thinking, but it's a really, um, it's a sweet thing to be able to do. And, um, it's, I, I do believe some of the work of what God has, what he's moving me into with some things, doing some retreat leading and, um, my ministry sweet spot is really, um, discerning, helping people discern on their, on their walk. So, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of spiritual formation, um, a lot of kind of one-on-one discipleship that, is what I've done quietly mm-hmm. for at least the last 10 years. And now it's just the season where I think God's like, I, I want you to do that a little bit more, you know, walking towards that. What's the name of the book that's coming out in June? So the name of the book coming out is Courageous Days. So my first book is, I would say, you know, a lot of my own personal story. And um, I have a lot a lot of things to say about courage. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this is really, um, it's 30 days of reflection, an opportunity for confession and prayer, but it, 
really gives some insight about when we're connected to God, what that means for courage, you know? Mm. Um, so I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So tell my audience where they can connect with you and where they can just get all the good stuff that Melissa Dyer is putting out there, where they can find you. Well, they can permanently find me on my website, which is melissacdyer.com. And I'm on Instagram. So if you want something really spontaneous, every once in a while, I'll put it there. And that's melissacdyer underscore, I think. Those are the best places to, if you want to find me. I'm there somewhere. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, girl. Well, I am championing your dream. And I can't wait to see your new book come out. So thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. It's always great to connect with you. I hope this episode blessed you as much as it did me. And don't forget to grab your freebie at stuffofheaven.com. You'll give me your name and your email address in the pop-up. And you'll get the download that will, I think it's seven questions that will help you discern and gauge if the dream you have in your heart is in fact from God. See you next time.